All right. Hey, uh, if you if you have a Bible, turn to Galatians. But as we as we march into this look, I you know, I'm really excited, uh, guys. Since since last really April, uh, when we were able to to be debt free, and and to start looking at at directions now, and I'm really excited about some of the future things we have and vision of where we're going. And uh, and because it opens up all kinds of possibilities, and there's going to be there's going to be several things I'm going to be talking with you about over the next few months. But the first one uh, that we want to talk about that is one of the, the most important things we're going to be doing. I won't say most important, but it is important. Is this step we're talking about here? You know, sometimes it's hard to 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 share uh, excitement that I have in just a few minutes with you. But I want to share that with you that this journey obviously is a this journey has been been in my heart for for several months and and one of the most important things that we do as I shared with you last week is how that we invest in um, in an, in another generation of people of, of of obviously the next generation we talked about that last week we talked about obviously the Passover and sharing it with the children but but also it comes to a point to where, where to me that is one of the most important things we do. And I take it, I take it very seriously. The preschool, the children, the middle schoolers, the high schoolers, uh, that, that area in the culture in which we live, um, we need to put a lot of our resources there. And, um, and you know, it's interesting because when you think about it, as a as a as a as a church, which is who we are, you know. Sometimes you know. Sometimes if 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 we don't have children at home, which which uh, which I've only got uh, six months and four days until I don't have any more children at home, and um, uh, y'all caught onto that quickly. I'm impressed with this crowd. Um, <laughs> But you know, it still is our responsibility. That's what we talked about last week. And I don't know about you, but I, I being a grandparent now, um, I, I see, especially in the culture in which we live, you know, I was a student pastor way back when, 25, 28 years ago. Uh, and I can't tell you the difference now in, in ministry towards, towards a kid and what that looks like, what that means. And, uh, and what we're looking at with this. And so I'm going to be telling you over the next few weeks, uh, mainly just next week, and I, I knew we had a whole lot of that normally come to this service that came last night, and I told them all, please watch today if you can't come back. Because what we're going to be saying today is something very important, not just today, but in the life of our church down the road. So if you're watching at home, uh, thank you for, for tuning in and, uh, and, sharing, and sharing with us here. So as I share with you about this picture of, of, of putting those things, I, I wanted to come up with a, with a biblical look. I always do. Guys, I, I'm a firm believer in God's word. Uh, I think it changes people's lives. Uh, I think we can get excited and emotional about different things. And, uh, but I found out that God's word is the one thing that stands and holds the rock on which we stand, those type things. But, the, but sometimes the, the issue for me is is just make sure I unload everything that I want you to hear about uh, about what we're doing here. 
and, and not just what we're doing, but why we're doing it. And I'll share a little bit at the end about those, well, quite a bit at the end. But I want, to, I want you to see, I want you to see, I want you to see a concept, a, a, a picture from the scriptures, which is, which you would not think that I would pick out these verses uh, to do this because these are interesting. These are interesting verses, but you'll see. So investing in what counts, you know, where, where we put our investments um, is, is, determines a whole lot about who we are. And, and I know immediately a lot of us are thinking about money, but uh, that is one of the things I want you to think about. But more important than those things, really, time and then the talents God has given you. Because I found out wherever you spend your time and your talents, uh, your, your finances usually follow right along. Uh, it's those things of where your heart is. So, so I'm mainly going to talk about those. But, but let me give you the context and different things. All right, number one, I want you to see the context. It's really, again, I've, as I've always shared with you, my passion for what I do is that I want you to understand, I want you to understand what God's Word says. Uh, and then if you can understand it, then, then you can see it and apply it to your lives. But uh, again, you can't trust something you don't understand. So here is the context for what I want to talk to you about. Uh, there's really only one verse I want to talk to you about, but there's several verses of context that give you the reason why the verse was shared. So in chapter 6 of Galatians verse 1, okay, it says this. It says, brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual, spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Okay, brothers, so we're talking about fellow believers here. If anyone's caught in a transgression, that is if anything, if anybody's done something wrong, if anybody's messed up, if anybody's made a mistake. Generally, and it says those of you who are spiritual, basically it's that those who are mature, okay? Because those who are younger in their faith in this particular case, those who are younger in their faith have a tendency to make mistakes, to mess up, right? We all know that. That's, that's basically the same thought, you know, and hopefully when we teach and train our children, you know, as parents, that hopefully that as they get older, they don't make as many mistakes as they did. Why is it that a kid seems to always spill the milk? I don't know. But do adults spill milk? Yes, but the kid's much more likely. Um, you know, it's just incredible. You know, the, when we had four kids, well, we had three under the age of four, and it was a total zoo. And, um, and you couldn't clean up one without another one happening. But hopefully the picture here is, is that they grow. So here's, here's the thought. Brothers, if any of you is caught, in, you know, if any of you is caught in sin or transgression, you just need to shoot them. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That's not what it says. But is that not what most people do? Is that not what most people do? They shoot them and make it worse. Guys, I'm here. God's called us to be different people. Uh, he called us to be a family. That's why I use the word brothers, right? He says, if anyone messes up, anyone makes mistakes, hey, listen, those of you that are mature, go to them, restore them in a spirit of gentleness. Therefore, don't go yelling and screaming and buying, trying to be the big bad guy, but go as someone that says, listen, you messed up here, but hey, listen, it doesn't mean the world's over. Restore them. 
That becomes restoration becomes the goal of every believer. And then it gives you a warning. Keep, keep watch on yourself, though, so that you won't be tempted. I have found, this is just my experience talking. I have found that everybody who is, who, who is in judgment and critical of other people who messes up and they, and they go that direction is that they almost always fall into the same trap themselves. Because whenever you're a little critical or judgmental, it just opens you up to, to make the same mistake yourself. So, but those who attempt to help and restore, I don't know, it kind of makes you immune, not immune, but at least resistant towards those temptations. Isn't that interesting? Scripture is amazing how it shares these things. So the context is this helping and investing and talking. Because you'll see in a minute that it, we're going to get to a place where, where it's really pretty interesting. It says, to, it says to bear one another's burdens. So fulfill the law of Christ. What does, what does that mean? Because look in verse 5. We're going to kind of, it says, for each will have to bear his own load or his own burden. Okay, well, Paul, make up your mind. Which is it? All right, go back to verse 2. Bear one another's burdens. Verse 5, bear your own. I think it makes sense, right? What is, what is he talking about? Go back to verse two. So he, he says, bear with each other. In other words, guys, there's gonna be a lot of people among your family that are gonna need help. There's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna be carrying heavy loads that it's about to break them. So what it says here, to help each other, but to make sure that you don't become a freeloader. That is, you're all take and no give. Does that make sense? So you understand what he's talking about. Therefore, I, you know, some of, some of the people in, 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 that are in our church, I think, that need, that need help carrying burdens. And, um, and, you know, especially like <laughs> single parents. I'm here to tell you, I had enough trouble when Martha was there. If I hadn't had Martha, I don't, I'd have probably fallen apart, <laughs> all right? If I had all these kids, and yet we have single parents who, who our children's minister is such an impact to that helps carry the burden. You understand the concept. So I don't have to go into that anymore, but I think you understand what it means. So one of the great things that you can do as a believer, if your burden is not overwhelming yourself, is to, is to give a hand to others who, who are carrying that. So that becomes spirit. So you fulfill the law of Christ doing that. All right, and this is interesting. For if anyone thinks he is something, Okay, when he's nothing, he's just fooling himself. All right, we've run into people like that, and uh, let's move on. But lest, and this is, no, this is interesting. Now, let everyone test his own work. So now you're picking up on the concept of what he's talking about. We're to, be, we're to help each other. We're to bear one another's burdens. Um, and, and, but we have to be careful to test Word test means to find out or examine. It means to find out what's there. Therefore, the things that we do, we want them to be right, but we want the motive behind why we're doing it to be right also. So make sure you, take, you test it. Okay? You test it. And nobody else can test it for you. Okay? We are not to, we are not to be inspectors of other people's work. Right? But we are to look at our own. Right? And then it says, if you do that, then you'll you know, give reason to boast to be in himself alone and not, and not with your neighbor. Okay? And then he goes on to say, for each of you will have to bear uh, your, lo your own load. 
let, let the one who is taught uh, the word share in all good things with the, one who, with the one who teaches. In other words, there's a picture of, of making sure you help out those who are doing the helping, right? So I, again, you understand where he's going with that? I just, I just want you to get the context before we get to the principle because the context gives you why he's talking about it. He's talking about, he's talking about us as believers and how we approach this and just live. And here's the principle, or I'll even maybe even call it the law. Uh, the law, when I say a law, it's like the law of gravity. Um, it, it is what it is. But here's the principle in the scriptures of the law. And it's, in, it's only one verse. It's Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. It says, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever one sows or plants, that's what he's going to reap. I don't know about you. Uh, but if you've been in church all your life, okay, um, this verse was taught on often if you went to a church like I did. I mean, the pastor would turn red-faced and scream and spit and God's not mocked, you know, and all that stuff. I, you heard it often, right? But I want you, <laughs> some of you have been there, so you know what I'm talking about. The others are going, what's he talking about? Don't worry about it. Be glad you weren't there. But I... I want you to understand what this verse, really, that's not what it means. Um, the law of the harvest is, is an interesting law. Therefore, whatever you plant, that's what's going to grow. It's not positive or negative. It's just the truth. It can be positive and it can be negative, and we're only going to really focus on the positive today, but I will explain the negative part of it too. But I want you to see really what it's talking about. This is interesting. This is, this is classic. So what is he saying? That which you'll sow is that also what you reap. Well, it's, it's pretty interesting. It's, it's pretty easy, really, is that, is that when you go out, and, and we're talking about your life here, this is what it means by test your own work. We just talked about it. In other words, what are you planting in your life? You understand the concept? If, therefore, if you go out and plant, that's what's going to grow. Okay? And so many times, people don't believe in the law of the harvest. But it doesn't matter if you believe it or not. It's just the truth. What you plant, that's what grows. That's all that it means. And it just, it, again, it just... You know, you plant good things, good things grow. You plant bad things, bad things grow. And a lot of people don't believe it until they begin to grow, and then they produce fruit, and then you become a great believer in the law of the harvest. It just takes some time to understand it. So I think that makes sense. Now, I just want you to think about this. If this is, can you put it back up there, verse 7 again, I'm sorry. When you take a look at this, you need to personalize this. Therefore, your life, your decisions, not everybody else's, just yours, because it says not to be judging of everybody else. It just says take a look at yourself. Therefore, what do you plant in your life? Well, first of all, ask yourself the questions, what are the seeds? Okay? They're the things that you do. Basically, I like to put it down to this, how you spend your time, and what you use your talent toward, right? And the finances follow along behind. So the decisions you make 
are the things that you plant into your life. And then the reason you plant them, those motivations, attitudes, those are all part of seed, being seeds. Because you, as you well know, you can do the right thing for the wrong reason and it makes the right thing the wrong thing. Does that make sense? So you have this, it's, it's not as, it's maybe a little more complicated, but not that complicated. The picture is, what is it that you're planting in your life? Because that's your choice, right? Those are, th those are your things. These are things you choose to do. These are nobody else's fault. These are your fault or your good decision. Now, let's jump on to, now you understand the law. That just makes sense. Uh, let's talk about the meaning. It goes on to explain it a little bit more. For the one who sows to his own flesh... That is, I spend my time and my resources to make myself happy. That is, I spend my life and my resources to do what I want to do. Okay, it's a very narrow mind, but it is the way most of everybody in our country approaches this concept of the law of the harvest. But it says here, those who sow to their flesh will in turn, from the flesh, reap corruption. Now, what does that mean? Well, let's just talk about it. What is corruption? Corruption are things that degrade, right? Things that degrade. What do you mean things that are degrade? I, I, I hate to blow, blow your bubble, but I've told you this before, but if you want to know what degradation is, go home and look at your high school senior picture. <laughs> Isn't that awful? I'm sorry to share that with you. But things that degrade... Sorry, <laughs> but you understand. So if you're counting on, if you're counting on this, well, I, I guess I could have done something better, Jeff. You need to go change that. You go buy a brand new car, right? And then you know what happens, right? If something is real exciting and you're saying, hey, this is what my life's all about, and you put all your eggs in that basket, you'll find out the law of diminishing returns. It's exciting at first, but over, the, over time, it, does, it just is not near as exciting as it used to be. And for, for, for long, you've thrown it away and you've moved on to something else. Corruption, degradation, it never comes through. It never makes it, right? So that's what happens when you spend your time. Now, let's look at the other side. But the one who sows to the Spirit, as Lord, I want to follow you. My life's not all about me. My life's about who you are. I'm going to do those things, whatever, whatever, whatever. Reap eternal life. Now, it gives you an admonition here in verse 9. And it goes only to the positive. But I will let you see the other side too. That's why these verses are meant to encourage us to choose the right things to plant seeds towards. And the seeds represent the things that we do, the, the way that we, the things we do with our time mainly. And then obviously talents and, and other things. Now, so it's here. And here's the positive, here's the positive picture of it. It says, and don't let us grow tired. It's word with word weary means. So what's, what's the tired part? The tired part is in planning, right? So don't let us grow tired of doing what's right. For in due season, we will harvest if we don't quit. And what does that mean? Well, let me give you a for instance. If you went out of your house or wherever it is you live and you have a big plot of ground to say as big as this stage 
And you went out, and for days and days and days, you prepared the soil, prepared the soil, prepared the soil. And, and basically, you have, cal- you have blisters on your hand that will eventually turn to calluses. And a lot, of, a lot of time and effort went into preparing the soil. And then after that, you went and you bought some seeds, some good seeds, and you planted them. And you went back in your house, you took a shower, and you, and you sat down in your chair, laid on the couch, and you felt really good about what you'd done. And then you were so anxious to wake up the next morning and see what had happened. And so you get up early, and you go out, and you look, and what has happened? Nothing. Now you understand the admonition. Can you put it back up there? Don't grow weary in doing, planning the right things. Because there's always a delay, sometimes a long delay, between planting and harvesting. But when it begins to come up out of the ground, there's a little bit of excitement. And then, if you've ever been there before, and... um and then after you get, good, you get good rains, whatever, 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 and then after a while, buds start coming out. Actually, we have some family land where I'm from, and, and they have about 100 acres of soybeans on it. And, and I, I went and walked around it this whole year, and it was just such a great year for it. And these big, tall plants came out, and these buds. And it's just an exciting process. Things that grow are very exciting to me, even more so than plants. I love watching people grow. It's always been a passion of mine. It's always been an enigma. Seriously. It's always been a mystery to people who, who come to know who Christ is. And then their, their, their whole ideas change. Everything changed because he's at work in them. It's just an amazing process to me. Anyway, so you begin to see these things, and, and you're a little bit encouraged, but then before long, you know, all the fruit is produced, and, and, and you go through and you harvest, and and then, like this past year where we're from, we, we saw this harvest, and it wound up being some of the best anywhere around. And, and they were so thrilled with it, and we were all thrilled, and it was just an incredible thing. But here's the thought. You always reap much longer. So don't, get, don't grow weary while there's nothing happening. In fact, let me just share with you this. If you work with children... You're going to do a whole lot of prep and planting before you see anything. Yeah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, right? And so, and it's real easy. I don't know about you. It's only love that drives you. Because children are the most frustrating individuals there are. And, uh, and you think they're never going to get it, but then one day they do. And you look back and you, and you, and you thank the Lord that you kept at it, right? You kept at it. Let's look at it again. Don't, don't get tired, right? Don't get tired of doing what's right. Because in due season, you'll reap if you don't give up. Now, let me give you the negative side. Uh, I don't want to stay there long. I just want to stick here because this is what we're talking about, guys. What are we going to invest in, right? Things that we invest in, things we choose to invest in are really important. But what's the negative side? Well, I've, I've been around that before. I was lost. I didn't know the Lord until I was 21. And uh, 
you can warn a person who's making bad decisions, you know, this is not going to end well. Okay, you can warn them, warn them, warn them. There may be some in here. And they keep saying, well, you know, I, I keep doing what I want to do and I don't, you know, I don't see any law of the harvest. Oh, it's coming. But see, they're hoping it doesn't. You see, the difference between someone who plants good and those who don't is that one looks forward to the harvest, the other dreads it. But I want to stick with the, I want to stick with the positive today, but I just want you to see that's where you can really, you know, <laughs> you know, but I want you to see the other side because the things that we choose to do, they're investments and you don't always see immediate and that's kind of our, our struggle in our culture. We want everything now, but the best things have to be, you have to wait for why? Because you plant what's right, and sometimes it takes a while for it to grow, and that's why it's tough to, with children. But how many times, how many times, you know, do the things that are invested in children, do they actually make it into, I think most everything does, but a lot of times people have a hard time connecting sowing in a child's life and then how that's showing up. You know, we came up with this idea. I have a video I'd like to share with you. We came up with this idea just this last week. And my first time I saw it, I was, I was truly amazed. I was truly amazed. Um, and it could have been so many more. I could have gone on 20 minutes with this. But take a look at this video and just take, think about this concept because you're getting to look at you're getting to look at the bigger picture um, and, and maybe see beginning to end that's it's really, uh, really pretty neat. All right, take a look at this video. Hi, my name is Jessica McMahon. I started coming to church here when I was in my mama's belly, and I now teach fifth grade at the school. Hi, my name is Tyler Bauer. I've been coming here since I was five years old. And now I'm the band director, an elementary band director, and Bible teacher at Indian Rock Christian School. Hi, my name is Dan Pigsley. I've been here since I was in eighth grade, and now I am the high school pastor at the First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks. Hi, my name is Julie Opsel. I started attending church here in the sixth grade, and I now teach third grade at Indian Rocks Christian School. Hi, my name is Caitlin Silvacool, and I started attending Indian Rocks when I was two or three years old in preschool. And now I teach third grade here at Indian Rocks Christian School. Hi, my name is Jacob Kuhnfair. I've been going to this church since pre-K. Now I'm on staff here at our church in our high school ministry. And I also teach digital arts here in our high school. I'm Dee Bates. I came to the church when I was in 10th grade. And now I'm the high school guidance counselor. My name is Ashley Sanka. I started attending Indian Rocks when I was going into second grade. I'm now a fourth grade teacher at the school, and I also serve with our children's ministry on Sunday mornings. Hello, I'm Sharon Oliphant, and I've been attending Indian Rock since I was 10 years old, and now I am the Thrift Center Manager. Hi, my name is Anthony Russo. I started coming to church here when I was in fifth grade, and now I am the Creative Arts and Communications Director for the First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks. Hi, my name is Sarah Fowler. I've been at Indian Rock since third grade, and I'm now the Varsity Cheerleading Coach. Hi, my name is Bobby LeBrant, and I've been here since I was a baby. For the church, I am the girls' high school intern, and for the school, I am the girls' cross-country coach. 
My name is Bob Wendell. I started coming to church here and when I was 17 years old, and now I'm the food service director. Hi, I'm Lynn Swearinga. I have been going to church here since I was born, and now I'm a math teacher at um, Indian Rocks. Hi, my name is Sam Engelbert. Uh, I started coming to church here when I was in preschool. I now teach here at Indian Rocks um, in high school math and coach cross country and track. Hey guys, my name is Hobie McMahon and I have been going to church here since I was in kindergarten and right now I am on the children's ministry staff and also I am on staff here at the school doing elementary PE. My name is Bobby LeBrant and I started coming to First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks when I was in the fourth grade and now I am a teacher here for elementary PE. I am the assistant athletic director, cross country coach, track coach, and soccer coach. Hi, I'm Allie Dudding, and I first started attending First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks when I was six years old, and now I am a pre-K-3 teacher here. Hi, I'm Colin Sanka, and I started coming to church here when I was in fifth grade, and now I am our children's and next generation's pastor. You know, I just wanted you to see it. That idea didn't come to us until this past week. And so it was, we, we identified, you wouldn't believe how many we identified, but we, there was only so many folks that could actually get in here in time enough for us to put it all together. You know, that just didn't all happen, right? You have, you have, to, you have to shoot every one of them, right? And, and so you have again this picture, and, and, and it was heavy staff and school and other things because, you know, they're here. And so, uh, but you wouldn't believe the number that start out in our children's ministry that are on the mission field, other places. And so, guys, to me, this is your opportunity because we've been here long enough, and this church has been faithful long enough to where you're starting to see God work in incredible ways in the next generation, right? But it's the same concept now. And that's, that was kind of the excitement I shared with you last week, and then your excitement that you had about it was, was made me feel fantastic. I feel so strongly about this. Uh, I think it to be the first step that we need to take. There's several others we need to take and going in some, some directions and some, and some vision of what we really believe God's called us to do. But I think this is the first one because I'm here to tell you this is a, an incredible thought of, of what goes on in our culture and our, our children's ministry, well, our whole ministry from preschool all the way up through high school uh, has, a, has, a, has a strategy and it's called Orange. And it's not a workout program, right? Uh, but it's called orange. It's a godly color. I'm from Tennessee. Okay, you got it. All right, good. I knew you'd catch on if I, if I gave you a little hint. All right. And of course, every Florida fan in the world came through guest reception and said, we well, got to have blue. I said, blue's not in it. It's just orange. So anyway, all right. It's a joke. You're all right. Get over it. All right, here we go. So... So what is this theory, okay? What is this strategy called orange? Well, here's the picture. Is that the home is red and the church is yellow. And a child needs both. And yet what I want you to know is, is that there are a lot of people in that video that did not grow up in a Christian home. And somebody reached out to them and it was a children's program. And, and it became a big impact on them. But there isn't a parent in this room that raised children that didn't realize how important, no matter how well they did what they did, they needed, they needed a ministry their kid could go to. And not only could go to,
but look forward to going. It's the culture in which we live. And I, I tell you what, I, I've always told every dinner with the pastor, when I take the little tour with you guys, that's what I do at dinner with, I'll take you a tour around. I've always told them, we pour a lot of our resources into uh, our children and in those, those areas. Why? Because that's important to us. Why? Because the seeds you have in your hand, where you choose to plant them, says a whole lot about who you are. Does that make sense? And that's why I'm excited about it. I, I and I, you know, and I don't get just, I'm just not a quick, excited type guy. But this one is exciting to me. This is a necessary step. This is an important step. I'm real excited about some of the things that can happen. And uh, there's a lot of things, a lot of questions. I'll talk to you about those as you come, as it comes. But I want you to see the fourth is the application. And then there's a couple other things I want to share with you, and then, uh, and then we'll be done. That's, this is why I wanted, if, if, if you know of people, we have quite a few. Uh, it's an amazing rotation we have through here, uh, and a lot of people are not here today. That it, If you find, know of anybody that's not here today, make sure they watch this, because this is, this is really a foundational of what, of what we're kind of doing. But the application of this little story found in verse 10. So then, so then what? Well, so then that the law of the harvest is true, okay? What you plant is what's going to grow. And there's always a delay between what you plant and what you grow. Because all those things are true. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone. In other words, let's plant, let's take the time, opportunities, resources that we have and do what he's called us to do with them. Especially those who are of the household of faith. So, yes, it is teaching us that, that we are to do good to those around us, but especially to make sure with those who are part of us. And I think some of the greatest areas are that, or that of our children. That's just really the first step of some other steps we're going to need to take. So, so let me tell you a little bit about those and what this looks like and kind of what we're doing. And, and, and one of my great hopes and prayers is that you'll hop right on board knowing we need to do this because... Okay, I've been with you, it'll be 10 years this June, that's hard to believe, but it'll be 10 years I've been here, and, um, and through a lot of that time, we've just had a lot of debt, and we've been beating that up and making it a priority to get some free so that we can start doing some things that we really are looking forward to doing. I'll be sharing with those, especially in the next few months. Uh, make sure you're here, because you're going to hear a lot of really exciting things of where we're headed, but these first years... We've just been paying off a lot of debt, but as some of you know, we're we're we are debt free, and uh, and that's obviously oh yeah, and so as you as you see this, let me explain a few things to you, and I'm going to keep doing this because this takes a while for this to to get out and to be understood, and you have to say it several times in several different ways. That's my responsibility, and I'll make sure I share it with you. But uh, we, put a, we put a little bit in this little brochure we handed out to you last week. If you did not get one of these, you can grab one on your way out and make sure that you do. And, and I told you uh, that this would not answer all your questions. Uh, in fact, not even close. Um, it's just a first look. Let me tell you what we've done, all right? Just, just let you see, all right? Well, number one, let me go ahead and tell you this, all right, uh, is that Building this children's center, okay, uh, we, uh, we're, we're not going into debt to do it, okay? We're not going to borrow money to do it. That's not going to happen. But we're going to raise it. Okay, you know what that means, right? 
All right, good. And so I don't think we have to. Uh, and because, you know, I haven't, I haven't asked this of any of you since I've been here uh, because I knew some of the priorities we needed to take in order to get where we needed to be. And we're there. So this is going to be, in here, it's got down the price tag of about $2 million. Really, it's about 1.6. But Tim Ferguson, uh, in his wisdom, knows that everything costs more than they say it's going to cost. If you've ever bought or built anything, you know what I'm talking about. And so he put $2 million on it. But in reality, I think, that, I think, that, uh, I think that's going to happen. Now, people also have asked the question, well, don't we have to vote? Absolutely not. You, the, the bylaws say you only have to vote if you're going to borrow money. We're not. So what's going to happen? Well, hear me, here's what we tell you what's going to happen, is, um, is the way you vote is if you give to it or not. Guys, it's really easy for everybody to raise their hand and say, I, I mean, who doesn't want to build a children's building, right? But really the thought is, is that we, we're going to vote by if we give to it or not. And so what we need you to do is, uh, is, to, is to pray about that. Uh, because I would like to, because, and then somebody asked me one, you know, last week, they said, well, what, what happens if we don't raise it? I said, well, then we don't build it. I mean, I, that's... That's economics 101. Does that make sense? I think everybody's got me, all right? I just want you to hear my heartbeat here. But I don't think that's going to happen, to be honest with you. I think we're going, I think we're going to jump right on it. And, and I think everybody in the room, whether you have kids or not have kids, sees the need, um, not only the need, but the incredible importance of, uh, of that next generation and, and how it reaches out to people. I can't tell you how many people in our church... And I'm not going to have you stand because I don't want to embarrass anybody, but I can't tell you how many parents that are in this room right now who they become believers because somebody, one of their kids' friends asked them to come to church. And in the children's ministry, the kids fell in love with what's going on. And it's just, it just is the way that it is. And uh, because most parents want what's best for their kids. When I first got here, okay, the one thing that I do that I needed to do, uh, I I first took the tour of all the buildings and I walked into our preschool area. And while it was clean, it looked like a hospital ward. It had gray walls, clean, painted, everything clean. And yet it didn't scream, we care about the little ones. So we, we did a big remodel. And we had just a couple of people in the church who, who funded it because we, we were in a lot of debt and we were still trying to pay that debt off. And I was grateful to those who did that because we had a great remodel in there. And, um, and, and, but with this one, I want, I, want you, I want you to be a part. Um, I think everybody can be a part um, of where we're going and investing. And, um, and guys, I understand this piece. Um, if you're strapped, then I'm, 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 I'm fine with that. But all of us can pray about and get on the page. Martha and I are already, already praying about, about what, how we're going to be a part of it just because it's investing, okay? It's a seed that you plant, right? And be real careful not to hear me there about the way that that is used by our friends on television. I think some of you know what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that, all right? Uh, I'm talking about in, investing in, as a church that we're planning a building that can reach kids and can reach them effectively. The atmosphere you provide for a kid determines a whole lot 
about how they learn. Ask any educator in the room, right? I'm excited about it. I can't tell you how excited I'm about it. I could go on talking about how, but I'm not going to. So let me give you the nuts and bolts of it. You'll hear a little bit of this more, uh, and we'll be communicating with you. What we would like for you to do, if you're a part of our church, and even if you're not a part of our church, but you would love to be a part of something like that, because you see the need, understand the need. But this is mainly for those who are part of our church. This is just something that we, we, we got a couple other things we're going to need to do. Not so much financially, a little bit, but most of it's other directions. And I'll be sharing with that in the, in the weeks to come. But I want to get this done solid first. And here's what we'd like for you to do. You can take one of these with you. And, um, and there's a little, just a card in the back. And uh, we're only going to do it for a year. Okay, if you'd just like to, to make a one-time gift for it, I want you to pray about it first. I want you giving anything out of emotion. I really want this to be God leading us to do it and not some emotion. Although I'd like emotions, emotions are fun. I've learned that sometimes you can't trust them. So as God lays on your heart, whatever it is, and again, I want you to hear me. If it's just $5, fine. But I think all of us can be a part of it. I want to look at that and, and look and say that we were part of it. And uh, some, can, some can give a lot more than that. We're going to need that too. Because everybody together that, that puts all in together toward it, we need all of it from one end to the other uh, to make that happen. I think, I think it's going to happen if everybody does. Because I really believe with all my heart, because I just haven't come into here on a whim. I've been, we've been talking about this. I've been praying about it for a long time. And I'm convinced this is what we're supposed to do. Absolutely convinced. And when I really feel God's called me to do it, then, then I'm just, I'm just going to wait expectantly how he does it. Because a lot of times the way he does it is not how we expect but he always does. So here's what I'd like for you to do. Now, you can take a look there if you want to give a weekly, monthly, just one time, whatever you want to do. Uh, and it's just for one year, okay? And uh, whatever you think you can do, just pray about it. And here's what we'd like for you to do. Uh, take the time. Uh, we don't need these back in until, because we're going to kind of put April 1st, 2nd, that weekend as kind of the, I don't call it the deadline, but you know what I mean, just so we can gauge where we are. But you can turn it in as early as you want to. Okay, and whatever it is uh, that you'd like to do, then you can you can you can do that. And uh, and so I just again we just need the gauge to kind of see where we are, where we're going, and how we can begin. And the reason the reason guys that we don't have drawings because we haven't started yet. I mean, I, we didn't go out and do all this stuff and then come in here and say, hey, what do you think? No, 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 you're right at, it's right at the beginning. You're saying, well, where are all the other stuff? And the pictures you saw up there were just pictures of places we've been visiting and getting ideas. So this is all right at the beginning, but it can move pretty quickly if we're ready to roll. And so, and so that's the exciting part about it. And so, uh, so that's what I'd like for you to do. Let me tell you one other thing that'll help us, all right? Uh, <laughs> what you normally give to our church, and by the way, we have a wonderful church. God uses you to give and we, we, we're pretty strong in that area. But let me ask you to do something for me, all right? Don't take what you normally give to the church and give it to the children's building. You understand? Because that kills us on this end, right? Then you get a shortfall, then you start having to cut things that you do, cut programs. Does that make sense? So what I'm not asking you to do is just whatever it is God can put on your heart that's over and above what you normally give. And again, uh, the, the reason is because this is, this is something that, that we, obviously you're going to hear more from uh, some of our staff, but our staff 
in, and volunteers, of which there are a whole lot, to take care of that many hundreds of preschoolers and children, hundreds. Uh, I can't tell you how excited they are uh, about the potential of having a, a new tool that, uh, that they'll be able to communicate and teach uh, who Christ is, what he came to do uh, to, this, to this age. So planting seeds in their heart. You know, last week, excuse me, last night, Kenny Evans, um, I love him, by the way. He is a one fantastic guy. He uh, shared with me up here after he saw the videos. Last night, I couldn't do because Kenny Evans had the whole time. I couldn't do what I did with you guys. And that's why I asked you to come or from last night or other. But anyway, he was sharing with me up here. He said, Jeff, I can't tell you. I've been on the road most of my life doing ministry. He said, and, and I have, you know, I have all these children. He said, I can't tell you. And this is his exact words. And he didn't even know what I was doing today about sowing and reaping. He said, I can't tell you how many children's workers at my church have planted seeds into my kid's life that I will forever be grateful for. I'm like, man, this guy didn't even know what I'm talking about. I said, well, can you just, can you tell them that? And he did. And he did if you were here last night. And uh, because everybody knows that to be the truth. Um, anything that's planted into life, especially of a child, can have huge impact down the road, right? All right, good deal. So as I close, that's, that's how we're going to do it next week. And you know, another thing, we'll share with you a video next week. You'd be amazed at how many children that grew up in this church that are now on the mission field. So since we're getting close to our missions, uh, we'll share with you a little bit of that next week. It's incredible. I, I'm amazed at those things, and, but that's exciting also. So uh, anyway, so that's where we're going to be. This we're going to be. I want you to. Uh, I want you to be think about, pray about. You'll be getting a lot of updates. But after next week, uh, I I will continue to remind you. But we're going to head in, in other in another direction as far as in here. And uh, and uh, and just just so you know, we wanted to take this time uh, to, to 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 share this with you. I'm excited about this. I'm uh, convinced of this, and I'm looking forward to uh, to what God's going to do. All right, good deal? All right, let's all stand. We'll have a closing word of prayer. And come on up, Anthony. Hey, guys, if you're a guest with us, um, I'm, uh, I'm so glad that you're here. In fact, you came on a great Sunday. You get to see a little bit of where we're going and some of the, some of the things that are real important to us. And so, uh, so if you'd like uh, to, to stop, stop by the guest reception, I'd love to get a chance to meet you. It's right out the middle doors to the right. All right, God bless, and uh, you guys have a great uh, rest of your weekend. All right, Anthony, why don't you close? Thanks, Pastor Jeff. Yeah, that guest reception is this glass building out here. Also, if you want to uh, just get a little better connected here, want to plug into one of our small groups, we'd love to get you in one of those as early as this morning. Uh, you get in here uh, on the left, it's our connection center. Uh, you just stop in there, and they'd love to get you plugged in. Also, just with this forward series, this uh, looking at the next generation, our teams, our preschool children's, middle and high school, they all have stuff set up in the lobby. Uh, love for you on your way out just to stop by, take a look at that. And uh, want to let you know one more thing, our missions uh, t-shirts for our missions conference, those are for sale over in Karis. Uh, so if you want to get those, all the money from those go to Pack-A-Sack, which a lot of you know is a really great ministry to local kids in public schools. Uh, I'll pray, and then we'll be dismissed this morning. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for the opportunity to come here and worship you. I pray that you would bring us all back safely next week. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen.